What's up, everybody? We're here for episode 26 of Journey Doses. We have a banger today. <laughs> we are absolutely shitting our pants in sharing this with you and the world. So hopefully you receive some entertainment, a good laugh, maybe your trigger a little bit. I'm okay with that. Ashley, are you okay with triggering some people? Yeah, yeah. And I think some people will be curious. And if they are, they should... They should be curious. And more likely than not, her and I will trigger each other in this episode. In fact, we already tried recording this episode once this uh, several actually, weeks ago, and we did trigger each other. Yeah, this is attempt number two, guys. So yeah. this one's actually going to get through to you. Um, we're excited to share what's going on in our life. So The topic of today is how does one go from monogamy to open to polyamory? <laughs> yeah, and so for, for those that... Uh, want a little breakdown of like relationship style monogamy means that you're committed your romantic love or attention to one person right mono that's, one person yep um and that's the common way that the world lives i would say at least in the light <laughs> uh in the shadows that is not quite the case but so, if this isn't the shadows it's just the sh it's it's I'm, the norm I, of society no not most people are, mon air quotes, monogamous, but oh, I see what in you're the saying. shadow, not actually monogamous. Oh, in the shadow of their relationship, like they're cheating yes, or whatever. Which okay, is actually got not it. monogamous. Right. Um, anyways, so monogamy, committed to one person, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> this doesn't really work out. If you've seen divorce rates lately, <laughs> they're really fucking high because something about relationship doesn't work. I'm not saying it's monogamy exactly, but it's uh, a, a big thing with the system. Open um, relationship, what is that? Open relationship to me means that um, you're in a committed partnership and you're also open to the possibility of either sexual or emotional experiences with others. Um, it's a really good umbrella term. Yeah. There's uh, other terms for it, like eth ethically non-monogamous, that means ENM for short, that you're in a partnership, you're in a relationship, a committed relationship with somebody, and you've both agreed that you're going to explore outside of your relationship with other sexual partners and possible other uh, emotional attachments. Yeah. A non-ethical, non-monogamous relationship would be cheating. <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyways, open is a big umbrella term. And mm. I've cheated. I can explain my history with cheating. Ashley, I don't <clears throat> know. Have you ever cheated on anybody? Uh, yeah, in high school. 
All right, so we're both cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you've cheated, maybe you've Only not. one time. It was one night. Okay. He didn't want to hang out with me on New Year's Eve. Whoa. Bad let's, decision. Let's not get into any details. <laughs> <laughs> not to name any names here. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're a cheater, people, listen to me. <laughs> I'm not trying to convince you of anything here. Um, I'm not trying to shame you. What I'm saying is that we all have our experience with shameful things, and cheating can be one of those things. You're human. I'm human. We've all made mistakes. Get over it. So what's polyamory? Polyamory is the... Polyamory is really about emotion. Polyamory is about your heart. Polyamory is... Poly. Many. Yes. Poly being (laughs) many. Thank you. And amory is... uh, uh, Essentially means love in in whatever form. Many loves. Many loves. That means you are open to... Being in emotional relationships, not just sexual, with more than one person. And that's the big difference of, like, open. So, like, if you're polyamorous, you are inherently open. That's why I said it's an umbrella term. But if you're just saying, like, I'm open or or ethically non-monogamous, like, that could just mean you fuck around with people for funsies and it's all okay. But when you start to go by poly, it what that the big hard line there is, like, you're saying that your heart is open to actually like loving yeah. and more so than one person. What we're about to tell you today is our journey through these three stages. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, and now three. The future is yet to be determined. Hate to break it to you and jump to the, the end, but yes, we are a polyamorous couple now. Oh, and I think it's hilarious. I have not defined myself that way, so it feels a little uncomfortable to be honest. Yeah, and uh, I get that. It's really all just words. Um, it doesn't really matter what the category of word is. We've but, just decided to place a certain categorization based on the... But the, humans, they... Like, the way... I always like to say this. Like, the way humans like to operate is we need definition. We need category. And it's because otherwise we're afraid. We don't, under, we don't understand how to understand people. Like, let's talk about sexuality, for example. Like, people want to know. They just want to know. Like, are you gay? Are you straight? Are you bi? Like, I just want to know what you are so that I feel comfortable interacting with you. Like, so that I can understand, like, you're, okay, great. If you're gay, I get it. You like this and this and this. Like, you know, maybe some stereotypes fit fit into that. But the point is, like, definitions, like, you know, sometimes it's not fun to, like, put a label on yourself. You're like, I don't really want to have a label to this. Like, I just want to, like, free flow and do what feels good. But in order for people to, like, in order for another human to try to process what we are experiencing, we need to give them some sort of definition, some sort of, like, the closest word possible. And that probably is polyamory. Yeah. Or um, poly. <clears throat> so I think the good place to start is we're going to take you on a journey. Of course we are. It's journey doses. We're going to take you on a journey of our love. Um, and specifically through the idea of, like, monogamy to polyamory. So, like, I think a good place to start is going to be Tyler sharing why he was interested in open relationships, so what, like, his exposure and interest level was. I'll share for me, and then we'll go a little bit into, like, some critical experiences that we've had as a couple that have kind of gotten us to this moment today. Yeah, so... um First, I'm going to encourage you to be very aware of what might trigger you in what we share. Because a trigger for you is a gateway into things that are not integrated within yourself, ideas or beliefs that you're not okay with, and that is there for a reason. Um, this is how we do this work. So stay open to that, guys. Uh, you'll, you'll uh, well, 
you might not appreciate it, whatever. That's my encouragement to you. So uh, our history of sexuality and desire for open relationship. For me, um, historically, I've been the guy always searching for deep connection. Like I would go from pretty serious relationship to very serious relationship. And I certainly have an anxious attachment style. And with that kind of attachment style, you're searching for for love. You're searching for connection. And really, it's attachment, not necessarily love. Um, for someone to find, for someone to fill your needs that are inherently missing based on how you perceive or feel yourself. So I'm on the search for this kind of connection, right? But at the same time, when I would be in these monogamous relationships... Um, I, I would have a need of being in those relationships, yet I would also have a need of more variety or more novelty, which Ashley loves giving I knew, shit I was that waiting, word. I knew you were going to use that word, novelty, novelty. Yeah, I mean, essentially, and it it's going to come off like, oh, well, this is a typical dude who wants to fuck. Well, the reality is, is that... Maybe you are a typical dude I am a, I am a dude, I have a cock, and... and um, not anything against any of my lovers of past, but like, you know, we didn't keep it spicy enough and things get boring and people get predictable and in sexuality, that doesn't really work for a lot of people. It doesn't work for me. I'll speak from my experience. Maybe- I wanna, can I interject? You said nothing about my past lovers, but maybe you play a part in things getting vanilla too. Absolutely. I mean, I may or may not be speaking from experience. Whoa, are you calling me out for being vanilla? I may or may not be speaking from experience. I'm just saying, okay. y- you know, ev- there's two two pods to a vanilla bean. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, by no means am I, like, going to sex stores and buying, you know, bed straps or... Yeah, I'm fl- just saying. It's like not like you were, or... like, trying to, like, encourage, like, weird stuff. Like Yeah, yeah, and totally. There's a lot of my own naivete there. Um, the way I interpreted it, the way, well, essentially my solution was hearing about open relationship through Aubrey Marcus and his podcast and Whitney and like being invited into that idea. When that came up, that whole concept came up. I was like, oh, well, this is, this is the thing I do. I don't need to spice it up with straps or dildos or whatever. I'm going to see if my partners want to open the relationship um, so that there could be exploration. Now, I think there are many other reasons why I could have possibly invited open relationship that I'm not. I, I'm not sure I could put into words at this moment. Can maybe, I add maybe, one? sure. You can tell me if it sits well with you or not. Yeah. I feel like you are just someone who like you're like me. I, I'm similar in the same way. Like for me, I'm rebellious. Like when I identify something that is like out of the norm. I like subconsciously attached to that idea because I realize I'm rebellious. So like, is there a part of you, if you could say it in your own way, is there a part of you that was interested in the idea? Cause it was just so different and you're just trying to like fuck shit up. You're like, you know, whatever society you tell me to walk left, I'm going to walk right. And so you like, is there a part no. of you? No, that's it not doesn't it. feel like a rebellious thing to me, but uh, if you, if anybody's familiar with the Enneagram, we've talked about this before. I relate very much with the type seven, which is the adventure or the explorer those things in anything like it could be plant medicines or travel or whatever i've i love exploring i love exploring different things and that felt like a really big edge to explore Mm. so i think that was a big part of it okay not as much pushing against like monogamy or whatever um so you tried it with your ex it didn't work i 
we opened kind of the idea uh, with my previous relationship like it was there was a very small discussion around it um and that didn't even get close to working nothing nothing happened you got like a person's phone number and then yeah it was, like not okay yeah not not didn't work relationship didn't work so on and then um yeah i mean i think i'll i'll talk more about how I invited that to Ashley, but maybe Ashley would like yeah. to speak to her sexual experiences and desires going into our relationship. So I think what is really nice about what something that I really appreciate about our story is that literally on the second date, we both shared something with each other that ended up being like that, that was super important. So individually we knew like this is important to share from the very get go. Third date. I think it was the second I, date. It was on the pier, Santa Cruz pier. Yeah. Third date. I'm going to go with second. Second was in Las Gatas. All right. Third date. Whatever. That's irrelevant. I like second date better. I'm, it makes I'm, the story better. I'm right, people. Okay. I'm right. Okay. <laughs> so the point is that on that date, I we shared two things came up. You told me that you th- were interested in open relationship. And that was not really anything I knew anything about or had ever considered at all. So at that point, you know, we're just like super casually dating. So I'm not really like red flag, red flag, like, or, or like freaked out. Cause I'm like, I don't even know she, if I'm yeah, into you yeah, yet. She's hardly even considering me in a relationship <laughs> with me, let right. alone multiple people. And then on the flip side, um, at the same time, I also shared that I was realizing that I was attracted to women and that I didn't really know what that meant or to what extent and really just, just Barely a few months before meeting Tyler, I had just started to tell a few of my closest friends that that was maybe the case. And I, so basically I was like 25 years old and, you know, this is a whole other story, but the point is for 25 years of my life, I hid that part of myself in the shadows. So right when I meet Tyler, I'm just starting to like explore that because I'm single so I've got a Bumble profile where I am looking at men and women, and I'm like, how do you flirt with a girl? I still don't really know. And um, so I, you know, I felt like that was something I knew I needed to figure out, and I was meeting a dude, you know? And I'm like, I might be dating this dude again. I've dated dudes. Like, and so I, so Tyler just, was just like, what are you going to Yeah. And again, this is a whole other part of the conversation, but it's relevant, and I'll make sure it's clear why. But, you know, Tyler's like, what are you going to do if you start dating a guy (laughs) and I was like well that guy's just gonna have to know that in one way or or another I need to figure out this part of me I don't really know how that looks or how that works but that's that needs to be figured out so um my interest in exploring open for me came from a place of okay like I can be in this committed relationship with Tyler and within that container, I can explore my sexuality and understand more of where do I fall in terms of my interest with women. Um, and that was my interest with it. So we fast forward. Um, wait one second. Let me let me manage you a little bit here. What? So nothing ended up happen- happening about that there were really sparse conversations for 
I mean, I, nothing. That's why I said nothing, fast forward. Nothing I know, happened. I, I just want to make sure in between that we touch upon this thing that I wanted to get to. Nothing happened about that for at least two years into our relationship. Mm-hmm. But was what was important before that is some hiccups that we had within our own relationship. And Me talking to the girl. A couple things. Oh, what else? I'm just saying, like James. Oh, okay. So, for uh, another really important just thing about the relationship dynamic were these couple of experiences. Um, should I get I, into the details? I'd love to hear how you exp- how you explain them because I know that how I explain them will still trigger you. Okay. Well, do you want to explain it? No, I want you to go first, and, I'll, and then I'll say what I feel like I need to say. Okay. So, um, so like we had, like we said, loosely talked about certain things, um, but we hadn't agreed upon actually doing anything about anything. And um, at some point, Ashley had connected with a former classmate from college? No. High school? No. Person? Random person? No, uh, no. A person from middle school. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> even further back. Anyways, somebody that she knew was attracted to women. I don't know if she was lesbian or bisexual. Okay, Do- I'm realizing you telling this part of the story is not helping. Why? So before I started, before I even met you, I told you how I was starting to like open up to some friends and explore like on on apps. Mm-hmm. And I had her like on Instagram actually, and so like I had reached out and was like said something flirty on Instagram when I was, like, either drunk or high by myself one night. And then that opened, at that point, the conversation. She was fully gay in a relationship where she told me she was in an open relationship. With a woman. With a, yeah, that's what fully gay means. She's a girl. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> um, the, the point is that I had made this connection with her before knowing you. And then while knowing you, there was still, like messages she lived like many states away so seeing this person was not even on the table but um it actually was discussed when was it discussed you you two had discussed like possibly hanging oh out. but that was before knowing you okay yeah but that was because she's got family in the bay area so every once in a while she came back but she lived far away okay okay so what happened was there was a continuation of conversation, not a lot, here and there, on Instagram. Maybe someone would respond to a story. There would be a couple conversations back and forth here and there, and that was going on. I'm going to pause there and see how you take the comp- how you explain it from there. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, Tyler, you guys can't see it, but Tyler's, like, rolling his eyes and, like, on the verge of getting triggered. He's, like, getting ready to get triggered. <laughs> yeah, because you're, like, you're literally... Because I already know that when I bring this up in other situations, the way I bring it up, you don't like it. So I already know. Okay, well... I'll, I'll, I'll clean the slate. Go ahead. Um, based on what I recall in my experience, Ashley... Um, yeah, was continued to be flirty with this girl and uh, surpassed a boundary that was in disgust between us. Because she assumed, because we had talked about the fact that she might explore women, made her think that it was in fact already okay. And based on my experience and what my understanding was, it it was not okay. It was not agreed upon. And when she shared with me, we were in Tahoe actually on a really nice, I think you surprised me with a place in Tahoe. Yeah. It ended up being the shittiest weekend ever. No, there was another one. We'll get to that story too. <laughs> yeah. Also even worse weekend. Um, so speed it up. Come on. 
she told me that, um, yeah, she had been talking to this girl, and I was like, okay. I told you about it because I didn't, in my mind, like, listen, this is, I'm, I'm speaking about the story as if at that place. Hindsight, there's a lot more going on. But at the time, when I was like, oh, yeah, like, the, we hadn't been talking about open or exploring sexually for, like, a long time in our relationship, and we're on this date, and we're chatting, and it came up, and I was like, oh, well, like, I've been, you know... Maybe you asked me something like, what kind of girls would I, would I be into or something? And maybe maybe that's how it came up. And I'm like, oh, well, there's this, there is this one girl. And, like, I have, like, you know, I've chatted with her a little bit. And you were like, at first, you were like, oh, really? And you wanted to know. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, here's, here's like, here she is. Here's the messages. And I willingly showed it to you because I didn't think anything of it. I didn't realize what I realize now. And then when you looked through it and you saw, like, you saw some of the messages or, like, how long that's been going on. Uh, yeah, then we got in a big fight. <laughs> and, um, yeah, basically, like, what I learned from that was a lot about assumptions. Like, you know, I definitely, like, was making an assumption that something was okay. And I also realized, like, like also communication. Like, when you start opening up your relationship to any degree, like, if you have shitty communication with your partner, you will burn in flames. Like, you... Everything has to be talked about, at least, like, especially now for me, based on I've done more that, fucking talking in the last month than I've, like, yeah. ever talked. Based on, like, that this experience, which was really traumatizing because that was really hurtful for you to know that I was, like, flirting with someone and you didn't know about it, which obviously makes sense when you say it that way, but, like, I was making an assumption that it was okay. Yeah, at the time, she wasn't being malicious I wasn't being anything. malicious was, about it. I, it, was, I, it was, that's why I willingly showed you. It I was thought, naivete, though. Yeah, it was it, a, yeah, it was totally naivete. Like, I don't have any experience with open, and you didn't really either, so... Um, it was an assumption that it would be okay. And anyway, that experience plus something else we'll share has like created within me a fear that like I am assuming that something is okay. And then when I assume something's okay and then we talk, you're like, that's fucking not okay. And then we have this huge argument. Maybe our relationship is at risk. I have this fear within me now that like things are, aren't that like, I'm going to assume something is okay that's not. So the point of me bringing that up is to say communication, over-communicate, especially for me with that feeling. Like, I'm at a place where, like, I feel like I need to say more than I probably need to say in order to make sure that, like, nothing that needs to be said is being missed. <laughs> yeah, don't make assumptions, people, or have expectations. Don't make assumptions and communicate above and beyond so that happens and then about a year later we go on a camping trip with one of my best friends and we eat somali together pause critical things you're not remembering before the camping trip i told you that i had oh. a dream about oh, him yeah, yeah. and that nothing physically happened in the dream but that there was a lot of sexual tension mm -hmm. which now i'm thinking about based on recent situations was i telling the future with that dream because nothing like Wow. There wasn't anything that happened, but there was a lot of tension. So, um, interesting. Jason will like to hear that. Um, Who's Jason? We'll get to who Jason is. <laughs> um, so, since Ashley can't keep it together, uh, we go on this camping trip with my good friend James, and she had previously had a sexual dream about, and I actually invited her to consider what yes. it could mean, and she did not. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. The point is, I had a dream, I told you about it, yeah. and we talked hypothetically, because of that dream, we were like, oh, 
what would it be like? Da 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 da. We kind of played around with the hypothetical of like, what would it be like for you to like explore sexually with James? And in and around that conversation have been other conversations where Tyler has said, I think I would actually be more comfortable with you exploring sexually with someone I knew because I know them and I know they're a good person rather than Mm -hmm. someone that you don't know, which is actually really kind of interesting to me. And so we had had a lot of hypotheticals, but we never had, we never consciously turned the hypothetical conversation into potential reality. It's like, okay, we're talking hypothetically. Hold on. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Like, if that's on the table, like, James doesn't fucking know, like, what we're talking about or what we're exploring. He just thinks he's going to go camping with us. Sorry, James. Yeah, sorry, James. (laughs) (laughs) We're still friends with James. We made it through. Still one of my best friends. Um, So... We that was our problem that we didn't take the hypothetical into reality because we just had never been for, faced with that potential. We never like this is all brand new. Every everything that we're experiencing is constantly brand new. So that was our problem. So then, but because of the hypotheticals, I found myself like the the credit I take is like I find myself making assumptions again. So we have a camping trip. It, there's supposed to be so many more people that came. Everyone fucking bailed. So it just ends up being me, Tyler, and James. And, um, we were, we took Molly and mushrooms and just, like, a funny joke, like, Tyler and I are, like, trying to figure out, like, how much to eat. James says something, he's like, just eat the whole bag. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. He's like, just eat all of it. (laughs) It it was, it was quite a good time. We had a good time. We're standing around the fireplace and I think, like, somehow we're talking about, we're telling James how, like, you and I are talking about potentially exploring open relationship and, like, somehow that came up in the conversation. Then I'm like on Molly and mushrooms and all this stuff. We're all tripping. And I say to Tyler, I'm like, Tyler, can I flash James my boobs? And you're like, yeah. So I go, woo. And I realized I really like doing that. So I need to flash more people, my titties. But, um, (laughs) then I was like, can I, can I flash in my butt? And you're like, yeah. And then I was like, can I flash in my butt? And he can, you know, grab my butt. And you're like, yeah. So like, you know, I feel like in that moment I'm practicing, like, communication and not assuming what's okay and making sure that, like, I'm asking Tyler first and he's giving consent to it. And um, so that was kind of, like, the nature of the night. And then we go to bed at, like, 4 in the morning. Tyler and I... What? For me, like, witnessing all that was easy because it was in the open. We had just discussed the hypotheticals. I was present, there was consent, um, and when you're on Molly, you're pretty much open to anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Then we went to bed super late, Tyler and I had a tent, James was trying to get, get sleep outside under the stars on his broken cot. So, we're going to bed, and like James made a comment... Um, oh, actually, just interesting, like, earlier in the night after I'm, like, flashing in my tits and stuff, then James is sort of, like, asking you, like, real questions. He's like, wait, so hold on a second, like, I'm seeing your girlfriend's titties, like, you guys are talking about open, like, he was taking the hypothetical and, like, actually posing real questions. Like, he was like, wait, so, like, he was trying to confirm what was okay, because I was fucking showing him my titties, and he probably liked it, so he was trying to figure out, how do I enjoy this chick's titties? No, I'm sure he didn't (laughs) like it at all. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway, James was like, oh, do you guys need a cuddle buddy in there? And, you know, something that I've reflected on is, like, my boundaries and and if I reflect back on that moment I really wish I would have said no um because I really didn't want to I was four in the morning I wanted to go to bed and 
but I was people-pleasing, and so uh, he came to cuddle. I was in the middle, as Tyler does, falls asleep really fast, and, like, James and I are next to each other and, like, spooning, um, and is, is, is there anything I need to add before I get to the final point? What's the final? I mean, I don't know. Well, the next morning, Tyler's like... Oh. Oh, oh, okay. So the next morning, Tyler says, like, you we're talking about it, whatever. And then I think you asked me, like, did you tuck his, touch his dick? And No, I, I said, did something happen with James in the bed last night? Oh, okay. What did I say? Because I had a feeling. Oh, what did I say? You said yes. Okay. And then? Oh, uh, yeah. You asked me if I touched his dick, and I said, yeah, and then you lost your shit. But what I want to make sure is very clear is I didn't go inside his pants... And I also didn't touch his dick in a way where I was jerking him off. I laid my hand over his penis to realize that he was hard. And I also want to say that he reached over to put his hand on my pussy, which I took his hand away and was like, There's no. no. To defend yourself. I am doing that anyways, because okay. those are important things that actually happened. I, I still feel really like shameful and uncomfortable talking about this part of the story. doesn't feel good at all, but I challenge myself to talk about it nonetheless. However, I do think I'm, I'm just giving myself credit for like the moments where like I could have lacked more boundary and he could have fucking fingered me or something like, and I didn't allow that. So like I'm giving myself credit when I say that because I am so ashamed of everything I'm giving myself credit in that, like, I, with what I knew at the time, with my tools, with just everything, like, I did the best I could, so. And I appreciate how it served our relationship, and. Yeah, but. I mean, it's definitely made. Tyler, like, kicked a cooler, and he was fucking pissed, and I think we were supposed to stay there a whole other day. Meanwhile, while Tyler and I are having this conversation, James is, like, gone somewhere, so James comes back and is like, what the, what's going on? And we all just pack our shit up and Tyler and I drive like four hours home in the silence and we get back and like we're sleeping in different beds for a couple nights and you know we're talking about it and you know Tyler you know you could add other things to it but what's important to me is like I truly am traumatized by you know some of the ways that you spoke which was like kind of threatening our relationship you're like if anything like this happens again we're over and like that was really scary for me no 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 from the first experience i said if anything ever happens like this again i, I will break up with you from the, f- the first from girl. the f- with the thing with the girl and then this happened and i said i told you if anything were to happen like this again yeah. i will break up with so you. both times you threatened our relationship i mean yeah when the yes. second time happened, I... You threatened it again. No, no, no. I, it was a probation period. I was like, I'm... That's not how I took it. The way that you delivered your message, in my opinion, was you were reminding me of that case, and you were very angry, and you didn't know how you felt. You weren't sure if you wanted to actually work through it. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure what I recall is, is that there was a probationary period where I was like, I'm not with you right now. I am going to be here, but... What was that, like five days? It was a couple weeks. Couple weeks? Yeah. I don't remember it like that at all. That makes me laugh. You think we were like on a break for a couple weeks? I mean, we were still in house, but we were like not intimate, not talking a bunch. Well, yeah. But like, were we on a break or no? Because that was never communicated. I, we didn't use terms on a break. I just said, like, I'm not with you right now. I'm going to be here, but I'm, I'm not considering myself with you unless I'm seeing that there's some work being done around. And then I 
then I gave my our good friend and our coach Terrence. He's been on the podcast. I gave him like a thousand dollars over a month and like <laughs> to coach with him. Every yeah, single and day. Ash did put. That was a really traumatizing experience for both of us. We both did a lot of work. She went above and beyond with the work that she did, both with coaching and um, combo and just a couple couple different things. Yeah, I went back and did a, a solo combo ceremony. Yeah. Um, so, moral of me sharing these stories is like there's a little bit of trauma between us. Yeah. And that that and the interesting thing is is like. Whether or not trauma in a relationship leads you to break up, open your relationship, or ignore it and carry that on within your relationship, something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You can't just keep going on with the same patterns and each person keep getting but hurt. And I just, I just want to say, like, the biggest arguments we have ever had have been around, like, these two scenarios, which aren't, like, normal, like, I'm cheating on my partner. From my perspective of things, they were oh, we are, like, we've talked about open, like, it's an assumption that certain yeah. things are okay because we've talked about open. It's not like yeah. I'm a fucking cheater. No, 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 definitely not. I'm, I'm definitely not. I know, but that. the way you're saying, like, the way you're saying that is, like, when stuff like this happens, you're either gonna, like, keep doing it in the shadows or da 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 Like, this is a little different situation. It's not like we were just, like, in a monogamous I, relationship and, like, someone cheated. I'm just talking about trauma in general in a relationship. Yes, and I'm just saying what I'm saying. So, um, we ended up coming back together and, like, sorting that out and growing our relationship. Th- that's probably at about two years in, a year and a half. It was, I was probably about two years in. At this point, again, nothing has happened in regards to any open relationship consensually. We haven't done anything, anything like that. But we overcome this experience. And, again, at some point, open relationship starts to come up again. Um, mostly because I provoked it, based on what I recall. Um, I invited the idea of dating apps at a certain point. Um, Hinge. It doesn't matter uh, which field, ones. whatever. Yeah, anyways. So we started to play with, like, the first, I remember asking Ashley, like, can we start to play with the idea of this by just being on the apps? And that was what invited the just conceptual, hypothetical, like, oh, look at this person. How would you feel about doing something with this person? And that opened the door first and foremost, I think, into that. And then... And then from being on the app, we met someone who said, I'm having, I'm hosting a play party yeah. for Valentine's Day, and we'd like to invite you. This is right before, I think this is Valentine's Day before COVID, too. Yeah. It was, yeah. So, so no, this no, is, no. Yeah, it was. It wasn't 2020, yeah. was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. So what, tell people what a play party is. So, a play party is an orgy, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny way of saying orgy, or a, it's a... a but orgy, it's also orgy. a place where, like, you can go and you don't have to, like, physically participate. You could be, you know, just an observer, like, you know, there's, yeah. there's also different, like, levels. There's, like, cuddle puddles where, like... <laughs> There's different kinds, but this is, this was definitely an orgy, but like you don't have, you could go there and just like. But that's the case for any orgy. So this is a Valentine's. Yeah, but people don't know what they don't know. This is a Valentine's Day orgy. And it was, um, it was. We dove into the deep end. This is our first. That's kind of how we roll. Yeah, we dive into, we really do actually. Yeah. So, uh, we go to this play party and, um, Ashley and I had agreed upon not having penetrative Interaction, meaning not having sex with anybody there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew that that was like pretty much a firm boundary. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any other firm boundaries. 
that I could recall. Um, so we go to this play party, you know, it's like 2016 people, something like that in a nice house in Los Altos. And we met some cool people. There were a couple of attractive people. We were like moderately attracted to a couple people, but nothing too, too Get overwhelming. To the spicy stuff, you know, there was like, there was a chick and she had ice cream dripping down her chest and I licked it off and then it was game on. Yeah. I think <laughs> Ashley initiated the, the whole thing. Someone by... pulled me in, into the mess of stuff and that was my first time going down on a chick um, which is really confusing because I feel like girls are like, they lie about their orgasms all the time. And like every girl's a little different in, ter- in terms of like how vocal she is, but you can't really tell, like you cannot tell, like if it's the first time you've been with someone and you don't really know how they operate, you're like, you're like, okay, you're making noises, but like, is it because you like what you feel? Are you on the edge of an orgasm? Are you just, like, performing for me? Like, I'm down here trying to find the fucking treasure, okay? This is, like, the sand dunes. Like, this, there's, like, rolling hills. I'm trying to find the hidden, the buried treasure, and I can't tell if I'm getting closer or not because you keep going, ah, ah, ah. Wow, can you keep going, please? <laughs> and it's the same, and I don't know. Well, so, I'll tell you, I'll, t- I'll, t- anyway. I'll share my experience of <laughs> when women actually get close. you got to make sure you have a finger in to feel the vagina contract. Well, now I know, and I have experienced that People, there's a little trick for you. Um, so we go to this play party, no penetrative sex. We both hooked up with, I mean, like made out with, played with each other's genitals, kind of thing with <laughs> each like other's a, genitals. a couple other people. Um, and I think the the most fun thing about it was that we were super turned on to each other when we got back home, mm-hmm. and we had really great sex when we got back home. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Or mm-hmm. yeah. okay, <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> um, so that was fun, and obviously that broke the barrier down and we were then open to what threesomes could look like and other play parties. Um, had a few threesomes. We then after that had several threesomes, not like a lot, like three, three. we had three, three threesomes. Well, we had three different sexual partners, That's... more than just one with a couple. There's three different chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Three different Sometimes ladies. More than one. Um, and is there anything in particular that you wanted to share? I, I think there is a I big lesson that you learned about. Something, yeah, I guess, like, you know, to bring it back to the sexuality, like, my sexuality, something that's important to mention about those experiences was I feel like I just felt like I could be more comfortable with myself in understanding where I fell on the spectrum. Like, at the time, like, now I would, I think I would say it differently, but when I started to explore those threesomes, I was realizing, like, okay, this is going to sound so fucking obvious to people, but listen, this is, this was my truth. I don't, do you know where I'm going? Yeah. Oh, we'll see if, if you do. I know um, exactly where you're going. You're talking about level of attraction. I was just, I was just realizing, like, okay, just because I might be attracted to some women doesn't mean I'm attracted to all women. It's the same as I already know with men. Just because I'm attracted to men doesn't mean I'm attracted to all men. It sounds really fucking obvious, but, like, when you haven't explored the whole half of the unit, like, the whole half of the globe, you just don't fucking know. And, like, I, you know, I... Whatever, that's a whole other story. So I feel like I started to learn, like, okay, I'm enjoying myself. I'm definitely sexually open to all of this, but, like, I have a type, and I don't think anyone we've explored is my type. I don't really know how to explain what it is, but no one's really like jazzed me up. And that's the interesting thing about Tyler and I working together to find someone because not only do we have to find someone who's like interested in both of us and like wants to be in that kind of threesome dynamic, 
but also someone that I'm interested in and attracted to and Tyler's attracted to. Like, there's a lot of people to consider all of a sudden. Yeah. And Ashley, in general, didn't prefer to be the interactive No, Tyler was always Tyler was always managing the apps because we knew if I did that, I had too many walls up and I would never get done. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, something that I learned through threesomes, you know, like, I think... Going into open relationship, I certainly said this. I went into it thinking I was just going to be okay with just having sexual experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? Turns out I have a fucking soul and heart, people. (laughs) Uh, What I learned was through those sexual experiences is that uh, a superficial sexual experience doesn't do it for me. It's not fun. Uh, And only within the last few months have I really begun to identify like as a demisexual, which means that I need some sort of emotional connection, um, to really enjoy myself. To really enjoy the sex. Yeah. To really enjoy the sex. So, um, we go by those threesomes and then we hit the road. Yeah. Then we start traveling and we realize Mm. like, I mean, that's just like an adjustment period. So it's on pause for a while, but then like pretty critical though, once we got down to San Diego and there were like, no, 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 no. There's a whole big part in between that. We were places before that when we were on the, (laughs) what San Diego, we, we were in Idlewild before San Diego. So there was, there's time there. And what happened in Idlewild? We matched with the Mavericks. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So as we're on the road, I personally found it interesting that Like, I could be on the dating apps and, like, kind of see around in the area and see what was going on. And there were some matches here and there. Um, Ashley, I think at some some point, was kind of concerned with how much I was trying to match Yeah, I was sort of like, hey... What are we really trying to do I'm not doing anything because that's just my choice. Meanwhile, you're, like, taking laps in the pool. Like, (laughs) it doesn't really feel right for you to be taking laps in the pool when I'm just, like, twirling my twirling around in circles like doing nothing so as far as being on the dating apps yeah. for us it yeah. wasn't for me okay whatever keep going i don't know yeah so then um we didn't we didn't really oh actually there was the the ecstatic dance on venice beach and remember i i invited the idea yes. like, hey maybe you can so slow the point is slowly on our travels we started to dive back into it and we started to consider what would it be like to explore individually and not just threesomes what would it be for like for tyler to maybe go on his own date and me for to go on my own date you know and so we kind of like bounce around with that idea eventually we get we you you match with the mavericks on field mm-hmm. um we pause on that there's really nothing to say except for what we get to san diego and we realize we met, we met with them in we didn't meet with them until we were in palm springs yeah so that was before Which san was... diego yes oh yeah. god i get, get, get I, i'm getting confused on where so, we were sorry in Idlewild, california we matched with the mavericks and they were in 29 palms tell, the, tell the people who the fucking mavericks are they don't know what, okay, what we're talking about god damn um so then we go down to to uh, Palm Springs and we meet the Mavericks, <laughs> <laughs> which is okay. their Instagram name, Meet the Mavericks. So it's funny and to we've, us. We've no one else gets it. <laughs> we got some consent here to use their names, by the way. Um, so Jason and Aubrey Maverick are a married couple. They've been married for quite a while. Thirteen They're years. Thirteen years. They have a little, they have a little angel named Bryn. Um, so and they're polyamorous. I'm sorry, I'm getting annoyed with our, with us and how slow we're going through all the details. Like, let's get to the shit. 
Sorry. You're talking too slow for me. Um, well, you're going to have to be patient because there's a lot of it's details. It's 42 and people, minutes in. I'm, I'm losing my patience. People like hearing my voice. Seriously, be patient. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, we're, let's go. We're, let's we're hammer, go. We're hammering this out. This hammer is important. Hammer it out. <laughs> um, so we, hammer we, it out. We go and meet them in Joshua Tree um, based on their field profile and very much how they identify as a polyamorous couple. Those two, Aubrey and Jason, are also in a relationship with another married couple, Megan and Rick. And each woman is in a relationship with each man. Each man is in a relationship with each woman. Each woman is bisexual. The men are not bisexual. I just want you to know the first part's a bit redundant, but thank you. Thank you, Ashley. (laughs) I really appreciate your energy and your patience. Um, So when we meet them, they just share their life, like their experience of polyamory, um, the good, the bad, the ugly. It was a a really eye-opening experience for me in seeing the possibility of like what polyamory what open love is like how in the world can people manage these different types of love and how many different relationships and like they seemingly had it down to me and this is the first time that tyler and i are going on a date with a couple okay first off and they're also a poly couple which means that they're open to like more intimate connections not that we not that any of us really thought that that was going to be at play but like that's Certainly what that's that that's, that's at play for them that's already in their world and that's not something Tyler and I have necessarily experienced so we're like going on a date with a couple for the first time we're like here we go <laughs> and yeah. um yeah and then mm. it was just i mean at at that moment in time like at least on that hike i was super uncomfortable just trying to manage what it was like to hit on and be interested in Flirt. a woman in front of her husband and, and her, her daughter and me and my partner. <laughs> so I'd never done that before. That was challenging for me. I even shared with Ashley. I shared with Aubrey that like I was not myself in that. Yeah, that it was moment. challenging for me so much that I barely talked to Jason at all. Yeah, I talked to Jason a lot and Ashley talked to Aubrey a lot. I'm pretty sure. And we were just like you know, hiking and enjoying Joshua Tree at the same time. Yeah. So uh, it was a really casual first meeting. We just got casual. to know them as humans. Like, a lot of things aligned. It was really fun meeting them. Like It was inspiring We're like, oh my that. god, their daughter is, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, so then, but the fun part is, like, did you mention that they're traveling in an RV as well? Oh, I don't no, think... I yeah, so that's another fun thing about it, is, like, they're also just recently started living full-time and traveling in their RV as well. So that's the interesting thing that Tyler and I start to realize is that um, we, like, we need to seize opportunities because, like, we are constantly moving around. We're never in the same place. And especially with, at least with them, um, they're also in different places too. So we just learned, like, we really need to seize opportunities when they come and we really can't, like, what... Before, what we would do, we'd go on a date, and we would, like, feel them out. And then if we liked them, we'd talk about it, and then we'd go on a second date, and that's when we'd get it in. (laughs) But we didn't really have the opportunity to be so slow. So we get to San Diego, and we realize, like, there's a lot of opportunity here because there's a lot of sexy people. Like, open and non-monogamy is going to be, like, a little bit more, like, people are going to be more open to that here. There's this place called House of Black, which is basically, like, go come here and have an orgy if you want. Like, there's just, like, a lot of opportunity. So, we can we continue to push the boundaries. Um, one, we got in one huge argument because I had a friend from college that was living in San Diego, and I wanted to go see him, and I was like, 
I, I just want to see him as a friend because he lives down here. But Tyler, I just want to let you know when we were in college, like we had a phase where we were like friends with benefits and we were like having sex a lot. And Tyler, you know, so we had some hypo- We So then we typed, talked hypothetically about that. And um, I mean, how much detail should I go into about that? I just feel like there's so much to say, to say still. Mm. We, we got in a big argument there just because, like, again, it, we were pushing up against the edges, experiencing new things. That was the first time that I went and hung out with someone by myself, and it was never meant to be a date, but I told Tyler that that experience exists, and if he is the same kind of person he was six years ago, yeah, I would probably still be into him, but I have no idea anything about him anymore. And so then that was a time where I, like, I used this lesson of, like, over-communicate. So I, when I was on the, on this time hanging out with a friend, I texted Tyler repeatedly, like, okay, it's definitely getting flirty. Okay, how do you feel about physical connection? Okay, how do you feel about this? Da, 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 da. And we talked um, a lot about it, but en- ended up getting in a huge argument nonetheless. So, again, all of our really bad arguments always have to do around this stuff. Um, that was like a bit of a different kind of trigger. It was a different trigger, say. but it was the same thing. It was like, we're exploring open, and we do something, and then it doesn't feel good, and we have a big fucking argument. Sure. So... Um, we're, so we're, we're pushing up against the boundaries here. We met other friends that were traveling that we kind of explored a little bit with as well. We went to House of Black, which was a huge comfort zone pushing, like being like sexual around like a bunch of like highly sexual people that you don't even know. Um, what else can we say about San Diego? I mean, yeah, I mean, you kind of brushed across, like there were a couple sex, like we had our first full swap. Oh right, and then we met someone. We and went. We went. Our to second. Have, our second. Yeah, I, I in my head I was talking about like I don't know if I can say their names, no, but in my head, yeah, in my head I was thinking about them. But we did ha- go on a date with a couple, um, and uh, that was our first experience where like we're on a date with them, and then they're like, "So yeah, like we're going back to my place, and if you guys want to join us, you can." And it was obviously an invitation to like come have sex with them in yeah, some way and very, Tyler and I were like oh my god yeah, very we usually we like go on a date and then we'll like see him a second time we like ease into it but we realize we're traveling if we want to do this we have to just do it so then we went to the grocery store bought a pack of condoms and some tequila and we went over there that's what we did uh yeah and that was again like a pretty sexual superficial experience yeah uh, definitely fun, superficial but not yeah. like super but gratifying something for us. That I think but it was our first full swap first full and swap and we both were okay with that in the presence of each other and enjoyed it yes it was very enjoyable it was in- i think what's notable is we said to each other at first we're like okay let's just like we don't have to full swap we can enjoy ourselves yeah, in the yeah. presence of them in the same we didn't bed rush into that. And then I said to Tyler, I was like, all right, cool. So we're going to go over there with this idea that we're like not full swapping. We're just enjoying ourselves. But let's put ourselves in that sho- in the shoes for a second. We're all naked. Everyone's <laughs> getting all frisky. All of a sudden you're fucking turned on. Yeah, yeah. you're probably going to want a full swap. Let's so, let's like let's be real with that reality. And, and just so you know, people, a full swap means you are exchanging your partner for full penetrative open. All the way, yes. You're able to go All as, the way. as far as you need to go <laughs> with somebody else's partner. Whereas a soft swap is you're still you're enjoying up, each other's partners, but you're not having penetrative sex. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then after that, there was another experience who? with friends. Oh. Um, oh. We don't need to say everything. Let's move on. Uh, there's nothing to mention there. Is there something to mention there? Seriously, you need to... 
Be patient. And this is an important story. Okay. What is the What is this part of the it's, story? We're going for a long time. If you need to pause, pause it. Okay. Continue. So, um, we made friends with some people um, that were nearby, still in San Diego. And the reason why I think this experience was different and more important is because it was our first full swap with people that we actually liked. We liked them was, as humans, but we, we, I was not as interested in the man as you were in the woman. Yes, and that's another interesting dynamic to share about. Um, we appreciated them a lot as people. Like Ashley said, she wasn't super attracted, so she wasn't interested in exploring with him. But the woman and I were interested in exploring with each other. So I went on my first like kind of date situation with her and experienced just her and I, um, which was intimate but not sexual. Um, while Ashley was back at the trailer. And that was my first experience exploring without Ashley. So that's why it was important just to kind of feel what that was like. It's also important to recognize, like, when you start to explore in this way, you know, what are your boundaries? Like, for example, okay, when we did have a full swap with, with them, like, I wasn't necessarily super into the guy, but I was into it enough to explore it like I I was I I wasn't like doing something I didn't want to do I but like the reality is you wouldn't have never been able to experience her if we weren't in a group dynamic so the 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 point is like in some in some cases do you like take one for the team and I I don't mean it that way with him because I I think he's a great person but um and I don't think I even had that mentality at the time, but when I look back on it, I think that is a little bit of the case. Like, they, that couple ended up decide they were fresh and new to it, too. So after you and her went and hung out one-on-one, they came back and decided, we actually want to only explore together. So the yeah. only way that you would have been able to explore with her is if I was there, too. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea of, like, taking one for the team, and, like, that's something to consider, too, if you're getting into this type of dynamic. Yeah, I don't really like that terminology. I can't think of any other way to say it. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so that experience happened. That was kind of when I started to learn, like, because I appreciated this person, I actually really appreciated the experience when we swapped much more, and that's where the whole demisexual idea came up for me. Um, so when we met the Mavericks in person, we knew that our paths were going to cross again. Like I said, they're traveling as well. We knew that we were going to cross paths again in Arizona, which was going to be like two months later. It was a while later. It was a while. It was at least probably two months. But I was in communication with Aubrey a lot during that time. You were met messaging her, but we had only met them one time. And then we knew, hey, we're going to cross paths in Phoenix. They're going to this festival. We let's stay stick around for a, a week. We longer. actually decided to go on the, to the festival because they were going. That's what I'm saying. They were go. They had plans to go to this festival, and we decided to stick around in the area a week longer. Go to the festival so we could see them again. At which point we had the opportunity to meet their other partners, mm-hmm. which is Rick and Meg, and also their kids, and just like meet the whole clan. And that was also the first time we got sexual with them. Mm-hmm. So after the festival, we went over to their home on wheels and we had a six-way orgy which for tyler and i is fun (laughs) (laughs) sorry for anyone that had headphones on just now wow i laughed not only that but we were in a trailer yeah (laughs) in an rv resort oh yeah anyone around us would have known what was going on there was a lot of people screaming a lot of different things oh i mean 
it was very I, I'm pretty sure the whole RV park knew what was going on but that was a good time overall the, it was enjoyable yeah overall it was really we enjoyable. enjoyed ourselves we had a great time it was still at that point very sexual um, there was no anything else it was, it was sexual it opened our eyes to being friends with them and we enjoyed being around them and we wanted to be around them more and we knew that our paths were going to cross again very shortly in New Mexico so then when we saw mm-hmm. them in New Mexico we we were like okay let's it was like a couple week gap yeah and we were like let's um boondock together like so let's camp let's camp together basically so that was fun cuz we got like unlimited access to hanging out with everyone and somewhere along the way you that know that was when life started life started <laughs> like, our, our, our travels because at that uh-huh. point we had gotten our new trailer we were able to boondock yeah we got a brand new trailer it's a whole other story and then well, we already did a podcast about that huh. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. Mm. And then, so we're in this new trailer. We're in this new state. We start to develop these relationships with with the clan, the tribe, and, and also, they park their trailers right in front of us. And it's just the big family circled up in the high desert. And it was. And we at this time amazing. started to like between Arizona and New Mexico. There was about two weeks where like okay, we had our first sexual experience with them, and like I started chatting with Jason, and you started you kept talking more with Aubrey and in those two weeks between Arizona and New Mexico like I really started developing more more of um, an intrigue and an interest and an attraction to Jason and um, so by the time we were all camping together for the first time in New Mexico there was definitely like Tyler like Tyler and Aubrey had a desire for one-on-one time Jason and I had a desire for one-on-one time and Megan and Rick were giving all of us like the space and the opportunity to do that um, and to explore those things kind of first. So um, we had a really awesome experience where like Aubrey and Tyler hung out for the whole night, a sleepover in our trailer. And then I had that with Jason and his and this is where, like, we're already an hour in, and there's so much more to say. We're just barely scratching the surface. But basically, the important thing, I think, to mention at this point that I don't think we were super aware of was, like, this is where open turned into poly for us. Because yeah. when we started to explore one-on-one with Jason and Aubrey, and, like, we were like, what's going on? Like, how are you feeling? And, like, we that's that's where, like, it was became emotional as well. And yeah. we were interested in, like really getting to know these people and yeah. um yeah i mean my one-on-one with jason was like really amazing i experienced things that i've never like experienced before we definitely grew like our connection um pretty significantly and i think that's the same for tyler and aubrey we all kind of came together the next morning talked about it i had a really interesting experience when i was with jason like i was like having so much fun and then all of a sudden i was like <gasps> i was like I'm having so much fun. I don't know if Tyler's having this much fun or any fun at all, but I do know that that tomorrow morning I have to tell him that I had a lot of fun. And that's like, that's, I mean, this is all brand new for us. Yeah. Tyler, uh, Jason and Aubrey have been exploring like open and polyamory for like many years. So like none of this is like triggering them that much. Yeah. Um, They've been in it for five years. Yeah. But like basically from that point on, like there was like, more serious feelings evolving and in some way that is new for Jason and Aubrey because they are you know in in a family dynamic with with Megan Rick as well so here comes Ashley and Tyler Tyler just tire tire 
That's yeah. actually that's so funny. That's how she wrote. Anyway, here comes us just rocking yeah. the boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we brought, I don't think we rocked the boat, but in a good we, way. We jumped into the boat. We jumped into the boat. So <laughs> that's a good point. When we were camping with them in New Mexico and we started to explore the, all of this stuff, we realized that like we we were going to be going to Texas after that and they were going the complete opposite direction. And we were like starting to really get like into these people. We were like really liked them on a variety of levels. So I mean, all of it. All I levels. Loved- Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we, the kids and like just everyone, we just loved it. And we were like, this is so much more fun. This is the way to travel. Yeah. So. Not uh, that I don't just like spending time with Ashley in our trailer for weeks on end, but. (laughs) So Tyler and I were talking about it and on our own, we were kind of saying like, you know, honestly, like if they're going to invite us to travel with them, like that had been kind of like spoken here and there, like casually, if they're going to invite us to travel with them we kind of need them to say, fuck yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, we, like, would, we wouldn't want to be like, okay, we're just going to cruise alongside you and assume that it's okay. We don't want them to be like, yeah, sure, come travel yeah, with us. if you want to come, just yeah, come. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We, like, if they if they really want us there, like... it's a big thing. It's a big thing to impose on, like, this big family trip that yeah, they have that they planned. already had plans. We're going to be with them all the time now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're like, we need them to say, fuck yeah. So, like, kind of unplanned, the next time we saw them... I brought it up, and I was just like, yeah, so I'm just going to let you know, if you guys are interested in us traveling with you, we kind of need you to say fuck yeah. Like, it needs to be a visceral fuck yeah so that we feel comfortable, like, joining. Not because we want to, but, like, we need to know that we're like, it's okay for us to, you know, be in your world. So then a couple nights later, they're like, hey, knock on our door. Can you come out here for a second? All of a sudden, in the ground, written in gasoline, on fire in flame is the words fuck yeah and tyler and i are in shock and i'm like i feel like i'm getting an asked to prom like it was, it was seriously we like, didn't know what to say an experience that like i was so so in shock about that it was so sweet yeah, like they could have just been like hey we talked about it and we want you to know fuck yeah no they fucking wrote that shit in no, flames was, on the ground very special something that we'll never forget for yeah. sure and so then, so, based on their fuck yeah, we decided... <laughs> we're going to travel with gonna them. We're going to go along. And, and we turned our, our ship around. Yep. We started sailing we back decided, west. <laughs> we, yeah, we decided Texas will always be there. Yeah. Um, and also, logistically, it worked out well for us because we need to go back to the Bay Area for Tyler's sister's wedding. Anyway, yeah, so, so blah, blah, blah. It makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at right now. We are about a month into... Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a couple, a couple big things there. Well, I'm just saying, it's been about a month since the fuck yeah that we've yeah. been, like, traveling with them. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're with them most times, parked, um, you know, usually boondocking out out on public land. We're with them, we, like, 95% of the time. Yeah, and there's a couple days here and there where they're at RV parks and we're not. Because we've been, we're poor, we don't have money. Because we Send us money. We can't afford, <laughs> please, please donate. So donate can, to keep the podcast alive. So we can alive. stay with the Mavericks. <laughs> uh, and so... Um, each, each Ashley and I are developing these relationships with Aubrey and Jason. Not to say that we're not experiencing Megan and Rick. Like, we love them. Like, yeah. we really appreciate them. Um, I don't have any capacity to develop a relationship, more than one relationship at a time. So everybody's been really respectful. We're already of, like, shocking ourselves that we're developing a relationship 
outside of our own in general. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, right. we're, we're laughing at ourselves because, you know, when we decided to start exploring open in a way where we are exploring individually, we had to have the conversation like, hey, just so you know, once you crack the door open, the door's fucking open. Which was always Ashley's Any, concern. It was like, okay, it was a part, partly it was a concern, but let me rephrase that. It's not as much of a concern as it is my desire to acknowledge the reality. Like, if we're going to continue, like, this needs to be acknowledged. You're cracking yeah. the door open and you're saying, like, it's okay for a mouse to come through, but once the fucking door's open, anyone can slam that shit open and now you're dealing with Count Dracula. I'm just going to project that if you have a heart, you will find emotional connection. That's the other thing, too, is, like, okay, you're physically attracted to them and all of a sudden they're, like, funny or they're, like, smart and you like that about them, like, boom, there you go. Yeah. You're fucked. So, literally and figuratively. (laughs) So, um, as we begin to travel with him, you know, these deeper relationships begin to develop and um there was a an experience where we had another um it was another orgy six way <laughs> another orgy another Don't worry day about party it. No whatever big, <laughs> no, um, no big deal so at this point like emotions and things have already begun um and the reason why I bring it up is because mm. for me that that was the first time seeing Ashley with him Jason. Jason, that... Since we had developed our relationship. Since, since the emotion had happened. Yeah. And that was really, really difficult yeah. for me. Because like, it wasn't very, just fucking anymore. It was, like, emotional fucking. Yeah, it was very, very difficult for me. That was, like, red line, I don't know if I can do this kind we of We came back moments. from that night... We came back into our trailer, and you said to me, I'm questioning everything about our relationship. And there was... Yeah. And you said I, that. I know, I know. I know I did. And there was a lot of... There's a lot more detail yeah, to that. Yeah, I mean, there's hurt I to it. sorted out yeah. that really doesn't have anything to do with Ashley. It doesn't have anything to do with Jason. It doesn't have anything to do with anybody except for my own insecurities that I hold. So since then, like... Endless coaching sessions, endless work, <laughs> like really putting the mirror up in front of me and trying to to understand like what parts of me feel threatened yeah. or need to compare myself and and Luckily, question my relationship with Ashley. Yes, which I, guess what, people, it's gonna fucking happen. It, this is I, gonna I'm not, continue I, to happen. I'm not. I'm not at all upset that I was upset because, because guess you, what? You get better for it. Yeah, I mean, I've grown from it. I have trauma. I have tra- I have betrayal trauma, right, based on what I shared earlier. And in, in previous relationships as well, I have a fear of aban- abandonment that I, I have to work on. I have a fear of rejection and so on. So that was a really difficult experience that actually threw a, a stick in our spoke big time. Because, uh, a stick in our spoke. Um, essentially, in the aftermath of that, I displayed some insecurity, not in like a disrespectful way or anything like that, but something that the group saw was... Everyone, everyone, like, like went, whoa, what, yeah. what happened with there Tyler was, there? There were little moments here and there, and everyone was sort of like, really, everyone just wanted to make sure that you and I were okay, yeah. and that, like, it, everyone said from the very beginning, if they needed to calibrate, you know, for me or for you, that they would, and so really just came down to communicating, and luckily, like, all of them are great communicators as well, and so the floor, you know, was, was wide open for all of us to talk for Tyler to share kind of what was on his mind. Eventually Tyler and Jason had like a one-on-one conversation where I'll leave that in the oven. That's too sizzly. That's heck loud. Okay. Sorry. We're cooking dinner. Yeah. Put that in there with the oven off. Oh, it's not done. oh okay. Didn't start it. Oh, Oh, 
I started it. Okay. Not long ago. Anyways, um, Tyler and Jason had a good one-on-one where Tyler took ownership and made sure that everyone was clear that, like, anything he was feeling is not the responsibility of anyone else but himself. And, and also my commitment to this and your commit, thing, Yeah, like. your commitment to working through all of this and making this happen because, meanwhile, like, Jason and I are getting to know each other. Jason is being really vulnerable in expressing, like, how intimate and intense his feelings for me are, but then witnessing you with some of your in- insecurities, some of your, like... And, and so, like, he's kind of afraid, like, am I going to dive in to getting to know you, and then that's going to be ripped away. So Tyler had to really confirm for everyone, like, I'm committed to this, we're, you know, this is all good, I'm doing the work I need to do, and also, like... Not only that, but that there would be no No boundaries, boundaries. that's what I was about to say. Tyler was like, I don't want any boundaries, I want everyone to freely explore what they want. Um, Yeah, nobody wants to be a fucking cage for their partner, especially when you get into this. I don't want to have a leash on Ashley, like... Oh, well, you can fuck him on Saturdays, but not on Mondays because I have to go to sleep early on Mondays. You know what I mean? And, but that kind of is a thing. Like, it kind of is a thing, but maybe I want to fuck on a Monday night. Exactly, exactly. So I don't want to. (laughs) Exactly. It was a good, it was a good example, right? Like, I don't want to prevent her from fucking on a Monday because I have to go to sleep early. You know, that's her choice. Um, and if it's all openly communicated about, no problem. Yeah. Um, not only that, but like, yeah, I'm developing feelings and relationship with Aubrey, and it's like Ashley's portraying and showing me like how amazingly she's processing the side, her side of things in regards to my relationship, and like really doing a great job on sorting things out by herself, like just in in instead journaling of, and you instead know, of reacting and and projecting onto someone else. Yes, which is what I, I'm not trying to say. Okay. You did. I'm just saying that instead of doing that, like. Can I interject with my story? About? When my, when I felt insecurity. You, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was just a night where, like, this and this and that, and I was like, ooh, feeling jealousy for the first time, witnessing um, Tyler and Aubrey, and I was really upset, but, like, luckily you were, like, away for a few minutes, and I just, like, sat with it, and I just sat with it, sat with it, and I pushed through, and I was like, okay, like, I'm feeling jealousy but there's something under the surface here. Like there are layers. Like it's not, I want what I want to do in this moment of feeling jealousy is find something, some reason to be mad at Tyler, find some reason that like he's done something wrong, but I didn't react. I said nothing to Tyler and I just sat with it in fact, and I journaled on it a little bit and I pulled the layers back and I'm like, okay, well under, under the jealousy is hypocrisy. No one wants to admit to themselves that they're being hypocritical. You never want to tell yourself that that's the case. But I had to be honest and tell myself I'm being hypocritical because I'm getting jealous witnessing Tyler and Aubrey in a moment where I have and continue to want those moments with Jason. So if I want those moments with Jason, I need to allow you those moments. And it's also like, I mean, Jason always says it's about compersion. Like it's about getting happiness from seeing your partner happy. No matter that's what really it is, that's a really important and that's foreign a, concept. We're gonna come to we're gonna come back to that in a second. I think we'll maybe end on it, but. Um, so I pulled back the layers even more and I realized underneath the hypocrisy, there's fear and there's shame. There's shame about the desires that I have for Jason and there's a fear that I will do something to hurt Tyler and to hurt our relationship. So once I pulled all that back and like everything fucking comes back to fear and shame. So like once I pulled that back, I was like, okay, cool. Like that feeling of jealousy, that wasn't, that wasn't someone else's problem. I didn't need to go out and find someone to be mad at. That was my thing. 
hidden under a couple of different layers of other shit. And so that is where you need to be honest with yourself. And you cannot be communicative and honest with your partner if you can't do that shit for yourself. And that requires holding holding on for a second and avoiding being defensive, avoid, avoiding being reactionary, avoiding finding someone and something to blame. And I have to say, like, I'm really proud of myself in that moment. Like, I'm proud enough that I can push through how uncomfortable it is to say you're proud, (laughs) if that makes sense. Absolutely, and I'm proud of you too. Thanks. Um, Ashley is very mentally strong, people. (laughs) 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 I am the weak one here. (laughs) No, no, but you have have betrayal. I don't have that. I've not experienced that. So something that Tyler had to work through as well is the fact that this is, or was, hardest for him. Like, for for me, I was always coming from the place of, like, whatever I see in my relationship with Jason is showing me more about me. It's opening me up and it's showing me more about like what you and I, how, how my relationship with Tyler can grow. All of that is good. All of that is good. And that's just where I'm coming from that place. And I want to continue to grow the muscle of compersion of, and I feel like I'm pretty good at that. Like, I root, I root you on from afar. Like I, she just likes to watch me fuck other people. Well, maybe I like a little bit of that too, but also like I'm stoked for you, and I really feel that way. So no, I know, I'm just playing. Um, she does, and it, and when you first come across compersion for what your brain is saying, you shouldn't be okay with, but your heart is actually feeling compersion for. Yeah, it's extremely strange. Tell them what compersion is. Yeah, so compersion to me means the pleasure and satisfaction that you receive based on your partner or another person's pleasure or satisfaction, joy, love, that has nothing to do with you. Compersion is about being happy. Feeling pleasure from somebody else's pleasure. Feeling pleasure from someone else's pleasure. That might not have to do with you. Right. And that's the whole fucking idea of open and polyamory. And you were just saying it a second ago, you don't want to be a cage. It's like, I want Tyler to experience the fullest spectrum of pleasure and joy and happiness that he can experience in this lifetime. And I am not so fucking naive to think that I can be responsible to give him all of that. He is responsible for giving it to himself, but I can't be so naive to think that my relationship with him is going to give him all of that. Because I am only who I am, and I only light up certain parts of Tyler. Like, there's certain parts of him that he can't enjoy about himself in our relationship because it's just not what I'm into or whatever. And I, that's what compersion is. And that's the idea of polyamory. And that's the idea of open. It's about, well, it's different for everybody, but well, that's, that's my opinion that it's about for me. That's where I come from now is like, I, I want you to fully explore happiness in this lifetime. And I want that for me too. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's unreasonable to think that, one person can bring all of the joy or happiness into your life. And even more so, it really comes down to you doing all this for yourself, but we expect a partner to do it. Mm -hmm. So really what I'm telling you is you do this shit for yourself and you can have one partner, every partner, no partners, and you'll be fine. But that's called enlightenment. So good luck. (laughs) (laughs) So... Where Ashley and I are at now <laughs> with the Mavericks and uh, Megan and Rick. I was um, literally just, where we're at now, I was literally just sitting here smiling while you were talking, thinking, ooh, the next episode should be 
an interview with them. Like, we should bring them on. I know they want to come on, so that should be the next one that we post. And I was just sitting here thinking, like, oh, that's going to be so fun. <laughs> what a blast, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think the last thing that we'll share is just the gravity of which that yes. we're feeling things now. Yes. Um, we're realizing that when you start to like someone enough, <laughs> you are like, what the fuck do I do tomorrow? <laughs> I, I mean, the point is because we're both traveling. So, like, you know, Tyler and I uh, had plans to, like, go left and right and up and down, and they had their own plans, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, if you are developing, like, a more intimate, serious relationship with these people, plans are going to change. And I think, honestly, like, for me, I'm a little insecure about, like, how much are our plans going to change compared to what their plans are? Because they, like... They had the boat and we jumped in. Like, yeah. as of right now, we are on their travel plan. Like, we're going where they were planning to go. And at some point, like, we're all on the boat together and we, there's compromise or, like, I don't know. So a lot of conversations need to happen <laughs> in the next four weeks uh, of, of uh, how life progresses. <laughs> and um, I think, like, we're all kind of laughing about that. And um, there's probably also an element of, like, let's not worry about it until we need to worry about it. But then I was telling Jason, like, four weeks is, like, four weeks is going to come up real quick. And he, well, he was like, hmm, maybe we do need to consider this. And guess what, people? Nobody's written a, a book that I've read about, well, that's not, not true. Poly Secure, great book. Go read it. Talks about a lot of this. But, but what navigate, we- this is a six-person relationship yeah in a way yeah um it's big there's a lot of things a lot of people a lot of dynamics to consider we're traveling there's so many there's so many people and then and then then you add love to the mix (laughs) and And then you add dick yeah she just brushed she just skirted (laughs) past the love part but uh yeah i mean when i said gravity of the situation is like it's not just the logistics that gravity but it's the gravity of the feelings that we've begun to experience and that's a a a really difficult thing to share with your partner um at what point is it important to share with your partner that you might fall in love with somebody or you might be falling in love or you you might be in love what does that look like and how is that accepted and tyler and i have talked about like what feels good for us is that we need to communicate those feelings with each other before they're expressed to our growing relationships um, that feels best for us. So like you have to be again, honest with yourself and be like, Ooh, wait, this feeling is growing within me. Yeah. Very, very important. You need to know, you need to know this feeling is growing within me. So there's a bunch of love going on around here. And I'm pretty sure we just triggered you (laughs) at least two or three times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else that we might add? I think if anyone is curious about it and like just wants to know more for their for their own reasons, then they should reach out to us or even better the Mavericks because they've been doing this for a lot longer and And I know that they love talking about it. They're super open. Um, Read books like Poly Secure, The Ethical Slut, Love and Abundance, Sex at Dawn, Sex at Dawn, a lot of different things, a lot of different literature. Um, Stay tuned. Uh, This is not at all the end of the journey. Well, that's what we hope. But one thing that you learn on a journey of life is you think you can plan for something and then you get to that phase and everything fucking changes. 
we were supposed to be in Texas right now. <laughs> so, but you know what, people? Guess what? Ashley and I have each other through all this. Aw, sweet. And uh, that's the most important thing, and that's a whole other conversation about hierarchical relationship structures and oh yeah we're get, we're, we're getting we're, we're about to get confronted with a lot of serious stuff we're, we're not there quite yet but for right now we have each other we're prioritizing each other we love each other and we're working through this crazy crazy journey and we are doing it we are always doing it and one of the things that we are doing is writing a book yes and stay tuned we'll tell you what that book is called But just know that we're constantly co-creating conscious conversation. (laughs) Be a part of it. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Peace.